I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again for another exciting, enthralling, and gripping episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. And that is the way this podcast would be described if some more people bothered to review it. So if you're listening, please write some reviews, but only nice ones. Andy Quilden, as always, joined by Andy Boy Simmons. Hello, Andy, and hello to all our beautiful, gorgeous listeners out there. For, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, yeah. What's been going on? What's um, been happening? I'm trying to think. I had a good workout today. Brilliant. Train legs. Please do a, tell us all. Would you like a full rundown? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, uh, went for a nice lunch today with you and our good friend LT Summers. So that was productive. Productive. Mm-hmm. Well, he paid for it. So big shout out to Luke. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much for the Nando's. <laughs> Appreciated. <laughs> we are very grateful. Um, what else have I been doing? Nothing. What about you? Uh, oh, we had a show Sunday. Yeah. I would like to think that if I didn't run professional wrestling shows for you to commentate on, mm. be like, what did you do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like... Well, I do a lot. I just don't talk about it. Though, Go on, so. tell me something you did then. What, <laughs> this weekend? This weekend. Uh, apart from my show. Well, I had Saturday off, so I spent a lovely day with my daughter and my son and my wife, and we went to my mum's and she cooked a lovely dinner, and it was a lovely day. Okay, so what did you do? But it wasn't particularly gripping, okay. uh, to, you know, to our audience. So, in terms of wrestling, did anything? One, well, this, this is a live podcast as well as a wrestling podcast. So you can talk about other stuff as well. Yeah, but who's I'm interested saying, in me sitting at my mum's and going into town, going to the local charity shop that has all the nice? It's a specifically baby and kids charity shop, which I'm my sure, wife loves. It. I'm sure there's so, a lot of young parents listening who. Yeah, if anyone's in the Petersfield know. area. Well, maybe not necessarily going into that specific shop, but they might be able to relate to you. All right, cool. We had a great time and Poppy got some new clothes. and uh, Well, new second-hand clothes. Second-hand clothes, yeah. Uh, but it's all for a good cause. She's got a new play mat. It's like you. You walk around with T-shirts with holes in them as well, I've don't you? Probably Pass now. that on to your uh, yeah. daughter. But um, yeah, uh, my wife loves the shop, so we have to go there at least once a week. Brilliant. So. Just looking at the same stuff over well, and over. Here we go. So my mum, bought uh, before Poppy was born, bought these travel cots in this charity shop for 60 quid for two of them. Yeah. Right? She thought, oh, they'll be useful. 60 pounds. She paid 60 pounds to the, to the charity shop, obviously, took them away. We found that really we weren't going to use them. So she donated them back to the charity shop. And we, I'm walking past there with my mum the other day. They're on sale for a fiver each. Really? Yeah. Wow. Your mum got done, didn't oh, she? She wasn't happy, though. She, she was like, are you sure that's right? She said, I donated those to you, and I paid £60 for those. And for them to be up for a fiver doesn't seem enough. Like She should have bought them back for a tenner and then <laughs> yeah. sold them on again. You should have put them, put them on eBay or something. Yeah. Or country. You're good at eBay as well, aren't you? I am, yes. One of the best. And so are you. Well, you know, uh, you're uh, not yet. You, you might I be. I will be. I'm taking, I'm taking over that town. You might be. So yeah. anyone listening, Shop Rev Pro has now got an eBay store. And we're gunning for Rocky's Toys. Yeah. All right? And yeah. Wrestling Store as well. Ooh. <laughs> both, 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 you, there. both you stores of well-known wrestling goods. <laughs> So this is where uh, the truth comes out that Mark Sloan really is an avid listener of our podcast and just plays it cool and pretends he doesn't listen. Yeah, I bet. If every, every time. Have you listened to our podcast yet? No. I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah. You are mentioned a lot, Mark. <laughs> yeah, good so, and bad. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to start listening. His ears burn every Wednesday night and he doesn't know why. Uh, so yeah, it was a, a lovely weekend, lovely week. Um, I've, uh, you know, I've been very... Um, 
back on a bit of a health kick as well, diet-wise. So, um, yeah, I think I'm doing all Try right. Try to look good for James. Yeah, see, I'm trying to match James, really, is what it is. A bit of inspiration. Oh, I have got some news. I have my first ever T-shirt designed. So I've wow. been wrestling for nearly, well, just over 17 years. I, the only T-shirt I've ever had was a terrible one, FWA designed, um, which was sort of like made to look like a butler shirt, but it was so badly done. Um, I think, well, I don't know how many they sold. I never saw the commission we were promised. But, um, yeah, so... There was uh, a story to that FWA commission. So... Just quickly before we get on to topic, but like there was something like they had they had a load of merchandise and they sold a load of merchandise and then instead of reinvesting in merchandise, Ralph, the man who did the merchandise, bought a van to transport the merchandise. Which is fairly <laughs> fairly smart to well, a degree. Fa- fairly smart to a degree, but then they said, okay, so how are we going to purchase a new merchandise <laughs> to put in the van? Yes. Because we don't have any money now because <laughs> we just spent it on a van. Yeah. <laughs> so... There you go. Bit of um, bit more running before they could walk, really, yeah. wasn't it? So but I guess, but that's just a just an example of the, uh, I guess, the the teething problems and an example of something that FWA did. They did, I think, they did really well of their merchandising to a degree when the merchandise actually came out. Um, but again, it's just another lesson that FWA paved that we can all learn from, because they were really the first people to merchandise their own stuff and not do. Oh yeah, cheap you know. WWE. Yeah, you know, either WWE imitation or, or foam stuff, hands and or stuff, stuff like from that. the boot sale, Andy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. cool. Well, that, well, that was for our run shows, so you can't really knock me for it. So there no, you go. No, but that's what you do now, isn't it? No, it isn't actually. But okay, sorry. Moving on. Sorry. So, um, yeah, you're really angry, aren't you? I'm I not. Can tell. You just wow. made me try and say oh, like a scab. Oh wow! Look at you getting angry. Anyway, onto the topic for. A Punches. Did you go to any boot sales this weekend? No, the no, weather's okay. not up for All it, right, is it? Just check in. Um, we had a show this weekend, live at the cockpit, 26. Cool. Good old show it was as well. So you can check that out on rpwondemand.com. Um, good time as always. Um, again, a little bit strict as well. So we're having to um, batten down the hatches. Well, it, it amazes me that, uh, again, I, I, I'm somewhat by some, considered a bit more old school nowadays. But like, it amazes me that people turn up to these shows uninvited. Well, that winds me up a lot, actually. But I don't know why people would think they could just do that. So, like, in, in my day, well, you'd, you'd well, phone ahead or... Yeah, you'd let someone know. You'd like, just like, ask permission. I, just say, Can last I come? show, last month, I was walking backstage and I bumped into two wrestlers from another wrestling group. Yeah. And, like, they were just like, all right. Yeah, but it would have been all right if they'd have if just said, <laughs> can I come? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, all right. Yeah. Were you doing it? No. One of them was drinking as well. I was like, yeah. <laughs> smashing way to never get booked by me ever. Sure. Um, and then there was like a slew of people sat upstairs. And I think I discovered a mole who might maybe letting people through the back door from the wrestling team. Oh, well, tell me that one off. Uh, we will, yeah. But if um, if this was the other way around, you'd be like, no, tell everyone, tell everyone. Well, but I'll let okay. you tell me that off right, air. Whatever. So. Um, uh, but I'll tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a good show. Yeah. Do you know so who my favourite wrestler is? David Starr. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Good, good, good mic man. Good everything. Yeah. yeah. Good I good like wrestler. him, apart from when he says horrible stuff about me. So, yeah. Aside from that. Oh, really I'd encourage it, but it's a, like seriously. Like I just like a uh, one of the uh, one of the managers of the venue. He he said to me like because uh, he's never actually watched the full show, and uh, he watched the full show on uh, on Sunday. He called me up on Monday. He was like, hey, "You've got some really good wrestlers, haven't you? <laughs> like proper pros." I was just like, "Yeah." 
Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's I kind of what we do. But no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I'm absolutely like not surprised at all. Everyone's, everyone's got everyone's got the opinion that wrestling is hokey and rubbish. But, but I, I think I think anything, not everything. For people who are very much on the outside, who we hire these venues from, a lot of them are like they almost like think you're a bit Sunday League. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just having a kickabout in the park with your mates wrestling. Yeah, and I think so. they were just like very surprised by the quality of it. But obviously, I'm not saying that no one from the venue's seen it because obviously people they they're there every month. But um, this is the first time this particular man, who's one of the big cheeses, uh, saw the show. So, um, so yeah, it was a, a very successful show. Very good. Sold out again. Lots of great matches. Everyone did really well. And uh, yeah, good time was had by all. Like I say, rpwondemand.com if you want to watch it. Cool. All right. Well, you know, if you want to pause this now and go watch it, then come back well, to us. you can. You can come yeah. back to us or you can wait till the end. Mm-hmm. Up to you. Um, but this is where we change topics. This is where we talk about what we're, what we're going to talk about this week. Now, before we get any further... Um, uh, there's a bit of an asterisk from our my Alberto Del Rio story last week. I spoke to Louis, um, and he just wanted to add one little correction in. Um, now, I said that Louis, and anyone who hasn't heard of the story, listen to last week's episode. It's, it's hilarious, it's great, it's funny. Um, now, I said that Louis drove into the back of someone on the motorway coming back to Portsmouth. Yes. But that wasn't actually true. Okay, so I apologise for that. Because what actually happened was Louis made it into Portsmouth, and it was when he was in Portsmouth <laughs> that he crashed into the back of someone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a minor, minor so, asterisk. Yeah. So there you go. He also claims he wasn't crying, but he definitely was. But anyway, moving on. Can I? Can, from can do you remember last week or the week before? You know, we did the Greg Lambert episode a few weeks ago. Yeah. Can I just say? No, because you should have done that last week. No, but we didn't <laughs> talk about it. <coughs> we sort of forgot to come out. I just want to say for anyone who who might be remotely interested, and people did really enjoy that episode um, since it shot up the rankings, Greg Lambert called me that night and actually apologised to me. And um, I'm not gloating he gave me an apology. but uh, You look very smug right now. Well, I don't. Um, but um, he, well, yeah, he called me up and he was... Co- and he was <laughs> I'm just reminiscing. No, he called me up that night and he just apologised and he said... Um, I don't think we've mentioned this anyway. And uh, he said, oh, you know, I was in a bad place when I wrote that book. And, you know, he gave me a reason where he was particularly cross with me uh, because I'd wrestled for another promoter in Morecambe. An outlaw group. Yeah. And um, so... Yeah, me and Greg essentially have cleared the air. I said, you know, I appreciate the phone call, Greg. I said, I don't even know if I'll ever see you again for the rest of my life, but I appreciate the call. Well, I'd love to bring Greg on and stir it further. Yes, but that's not going to paint either of us very well. So, uh, but I don't think there's anything to do now. Because no, I know, but Greg, I, Greg, I, think, I, I think I've said my piece. Greg said his piece in the book. Greg retorted. Oh, one thing I will give give uh, I will give give Greg this that he actually said to me um, the story regarding him hiding from me at the Wembley, he said that wasn't factual. It was fabricated by yourself. No, it wasn't. Make it yourself was fabricated by someone else. Make yourself sound harder. Anyway. Um, anyway, so, from last week's story about Louis getting stuck with Alberto Del Rio, um, we decided, what about travel woes? So we'll look at times when we or someone else has been trying to get to a wrestling show and it just hasn't happened or it has happened but it's been an absolute pain and there's a story to tell and i'm sure there's tons and tons of different examples of um of some some travel rows uh travel travel look, look, i'm lost travel woes woes um it, uh, it sounded like i could be like jonathan was <laughs> <laughs> um travel woes because i was calling it rose for so oh, anyway travel woes so 
Andy, have you got any uh, good examples, or I can kickstart if you want, or you can start? Well, I, I, you, you mentioned this to me, and I thought this was a great topic, and I, I try to always think of funny ones because, like, there's a, there's a million stories of where, like, oh, you know, this broke down, or you know, like, oh, we're on the way there, we broke down, but it's, you, it, to make it entertaining. So, um, I will, uh, I'll, I'll kick things off with um, the FWA story that involved Mr. Raj Ghosh, Rishi Ghosh's older brother. Oh, this um, would be a good one. Yeah, so um, so for anyone who 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 remembers, probably none of you. <laughs> if anyone who remembers, uh, I played a wrestling butler, and we had a maid called Buttercup. You've only reminded us about a hundred times, Andy. And her real name was Jenna, who was Raj Ghosh's girlfriend at the time. And I don't really know why, but we just didn't really like each other. There was a lot so, of people you didn't get along with in those days. It's been well established. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably her fault. And actually, she turned oh, in. Probably her fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why is it all my? Why is it always my fault? I'm not saying it's well, your fault. It could be both of you, couldn't it? You could we just didn't click as a as a as a as a team. But um, as a team. Well, I tolerated her, but like we weren't friends, so I didn't like her. So anyway, we were up in Morecambe. Uh, no, we weren't. We were in Bolton for a wrestling show. I believe Alex... Can I point something out as well? Yeah. This, may, this paints you in a bad light. Oh, what a surprise. Go on. Okay, let's not, um, let's not go there. Um, so, FWA ran a show at Bolton. I think Alex called it Unsigned, which is hilarious. Um, and <laughs> it used... Um, but that was the debut of Spud and Jack Storm at FWA. Oh, was it? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was there. Because Alex tried to blag me afterwards that no one got paid for the show, so I shouldn't get paid to referee it, even though he told me beforehand that I was getting paid for it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one of the Alex's great ideas, but didn't really... It w- and it was a good idea, I guess, like to encourage sort of um, unknown wrestlers to get seen. And I think it was filmed for the Wrestling Channel, maybe, or the intention was it uh, going to be? Yeah, it was, I think it was going to be a separate series on the Wrestling Channel, right. because... Um, FWA had promised X amount of hours to the Wrestling Channel, and yeah, that was going to be and that's going to be a hell of an episode when we do the Wrestling Channel. Yeah, you know the Wrestling Channel. I'm sure, it is stories and memories. So I'm sure, uh, Sean Herbert will get on in the UK fan forum and dispel everything we say. Maybe let's try and get him on here. Maybe we should. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it, 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 the the show was pretty badly attended. I thought, did they run two shows? Anyway, they ran two matter. shows. Yeah, the first night uh, was an unsigned uh, show, and then the second, not all the other way around. I don't yeah. know. But one of like two shows because it was like it. yeah, there was like Morecambe, um, Bolton. Bolton, Bolton, Broxbourne. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I didn't particularly get along with um, Jenna, but uh, the plan was myself, James, Ty, Jenna, Raj had this sort of people carrier car. And um, he was going to take us all back to Portsmouth. Raj was driving. And um, and Jenna had a Diet Coke, right? And I said, oh, I'm really thirsty, Jenna. Do you mind if I bit your drink? So kindly, do you know what I mean? Like, we couldn't hate each other that much, maybe. But she said, yeah, sure, have some drink. Well, again, it suggests that the problem's maybe more on your side, but carry anyway, on. Anyway, so I then, and I swear, you're going to go, oh, no, it wasn't, like an idiot, but... I swear this is true. I very sarcastically went, who oh, I just backwashed in your drink. But I was being very, very, I was joking. Like, I wouldn't do, never do that on purpose. And then, so that was kind of the end of it. Oh, and we kind of laughed it off, right? And then next thing I know, I'm getting my bag to go. And I'm like, where's Raj? And, ever, and then, so I'm asking, it's him Raj, it's him Raj, it's him Raj. And, uh, and essentially they'd left without me. <laughs> So I called Raj, no answer, called Raj, no answer, called Jenna, no answer, called James, of all people, who's my best friend, no answer. 
And then oh, actually, you're slagging you off a good one in the car. And they le- they left me there <laughs> because Jenna went and told Raj that I backwashed on her drink. But little rat. So uh, so so I then had to. Um, so I then got hold of Alex, who's obviously running the show, and I said, Alex, I've been abandoned uh, by Raj, who's someone I'd considered a good friend as well. Um, and, and But I didn't actually know what the problem was. I don't think until a lot later, there was actually no real explanation. So you were given. unaware of... Well, that, well, I was unaware because I hadn't really done anything. I thought, well, why has he done this to me? Because I'd made a, a silly joke that Jenna obviously went and told her big bad boyfriend... When I hadn't actually done anything at all, like we'd even laughed about it together and gone, oh, you didn't really, did you? No, of course I didn't. And that was the end of it. Um, so uh, that was some serious travel woes. And I had to get a train back from Bolton <laughs> on my own. Which one problem? And who covered those expenses? Alex did, actually, to be oh, fair. Yeah, Alex, Alex yeah, did. I'm so, that's where my referee money went for the... Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, did, I, got, I got a train all the way home. So, uh, Which is interesting, isn't it? Because you could have just stayed, because I was there as well, and... We all stayed overnight that night and then went to Broxford right. on the following day. So and you could I was, have just stayed with... And I was... Uh, yeah, I ended up in a hotel room of Eamon, Aviv, Sanjay Dutt and Morat, which was a hell of a hell of a team to be in a hotel room with. But um, the, re- uh, the reason why I wanted to get home was I was in a relationship at the time with a, yeah. with a girl who... She was very bad to me and I was very bad. Not abusive, but, you know, things going on which shouldn't have been happening inside a relationship. We were being very bad to each other. And then she called me up that night and said, oh, I'm really so sorry for everything. I really want to make a proper go of this relationship. I love you, blah, blah, blah. So I, I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And was all like, oh, lovey-dovey and happy. And I really wanted to get home to, so I could go see her. And then, of course, I get abandoned in Bolton, which made it 10 times worse. So I'm sat there going, oh, for God's sake, tonight was, you know, we were supposed to make up with each other and give it another go. And that relationship lasted about another six months, and then that was the last I saw of her. So, um, but anyway, uh, that was some serious travel woes. And, I th- and me and Raj, I don't think really ever got past that. Well, you still shake each other's hands. Yeah, now, no, we you? do now. We do now, but uh, it wasn't actually till um, Raj came to watch a local show. Raj was working at home for the handicapped, and he brought a few of his people from the from from the home come watch a show and he said oh Andy can you get me some signed pictures or signed poster and I gave him some 8 by 10s and signed them and gave them to his uh, to the guys he was with and he said oh how much do you I said oh no nothing Raj obviously please have them and uh, he was so touched by that that Rishi then relayed to me that all was forgiven and that was like 10 years later <laughs> so I don't know why he, he, I don't know if he thought I really did do it or whether I, you well, know. It was clear that he obviously did, didn't he? Because he wouldn't hate you for no reason. Yeah, but um, yeah, we wrestled each other a hundred times since then. But yeah, was, we were never really the same again after that. Poor women. And eh? that just shows what, what a bit of a witch Jenna was. I was well, right. I, what, maybe oh, I was right. You can sit there and say I was How can you wrong. say that? Why? How does that make her a witch? Well, because she's obviously sat there and slagged me off to Raj all the way home saying Andy. Well, she's obviously Andy. offended by the fact that you've oh, done that. But I didn't do it. That's the problem, Andy. So there you go. Okay. Right. So, go on then, tell everyone your stories. Don't sulk. <laughs> okay. You just make it bad listening, that's all. How? Go on. All right. So, I don't know which what, which story to tell now, because you seem that you've created, a, you've created a wall of tension between us. I feel like the, the chemistry's not there anymore. I feel like... Let's uh, do a poll on Twitter. Who I, creates the wall of tension, I feel, you or me? I feel, I feel like I want to get into a car and start slagging you off. <laughs> Um, okay, all right. So we're talking FWA days. 
Yes. Yep. All right. So here's one from FWA days. So this is when FWA season two was on the wrestling channel. Um, now I was traveling in the car with Alex Shane and JC Thunder. Um, and we were going to a show. It wasn't an FWA show, but we were going up north for some show. Um, we could pretend it was a Chris Sprouls versus Cage Tyler show because I watched that match again the other day. But we were going up. We were going up north for some show, and um, and anyway, on the way we had to meet Barry Charolumbus, who's I think I've said that right. Who's uh, who's uh, many people know. He's uh, charming Don Charles. Tar- charming Don Charles. He's credited with training Spud, Jack Storm, Dave Mastiff. Um, you know, giving them the a lot of guidance anyway. Um, not you know not the physical mechanics, but the the mental aspects of wrestling and the timing and stuff like that. Um, now he had a he had a role which was um, for series two of FWA TV. He was the editor because I think that they'd uh, messed around the first one. <laughs> uh, so Kieran. he was a, Kieran. yeah, Kieran. Yeah, Kieran. he was a, a tremendous guy who made uh, some some great music videos, um, which I think if you watch them today, they they still hold up to this day. Um, and uh, anyway, Barry had had made this se- season two of FWA TV, and the episodes had to be sent to the Wrestling Channel once a week, um, or something like that. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but Alex had to meet Barry to get the DV tapes off of him, or to give him DV tapes to edit, I believe. Um, but he also had to pay him for. I can't remember which way it was around. It was if Barry was giving the tapes or Alex was giving the tapes, but. Um, Alex was giving him some money as well for some previous editing work that had gone un- unpaid. Um, now, as we're driving up north, um, we met each other on the hard shoulder of a motorway. Okay? And for anyone who doesn't know, that's illegal to do. You can't pull over on the hard shoulder. You think shoulder. they just find one of the parking bay? You know, like... Yeah, the like a services, the next services. services, yeah. No <laughs> or, yeah, or one of the parking bays. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, they pull up on the hard shoulder. So, JC Funder's driving, Barry's driving. They pull up on the hard shoulder. Next thing you know, flashing lights. And it's the police. And they kind of come out, see what's going on. Now, Alex, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. And in those days, he was uh, particularly good at uh, at talking um, the old sales pitch. I guess he was in full FWA mode, you know. Um, he was the where everything, where, where, where everything was a self in those days. Where everything was done on a blag, so to speak. And he'll talk you about himself. Like, he, he, he'd have an idea and he'll make it happen even if he didn't have the means to make it happen he'll make it happen um, and uh, the police officer came over and, and Alex said something along the lines of oh it's alright yeah we just pulled over to because um, I just had to give him these DV tapes or we had to collect these DV tapes something like that right and the police officer was like you do realise this is entirely illegal and you're both going to get points on your licence JC and Barry for pulling over on the hard shoulder um, and then Barry quick thinking was like oh no no he was actually giving me money because he had the money that Alex had given him for the editing and he's like he was actually giving me money for the um, for the uh, for some fuel <laughs> right so the police officer's like well Obviously, thinking he was getting blagged at this point, he's like, well, let's have a look at your car then. Unfortunately, Barry was driving around in his car on the red because he probably was waiting for that money for the FWA TV (laughs) show to get some fuel and to feed himself. So he was driving around on the red um, and the police officer looked at it and he was like, okay, that's understandable. You needed to get get fuel, otherwise you're going to break down. So 
that's fine. We'll let you off on this one. But make sure you get to that next service station just down the road and you top that car up. And everyone went on their merry way and it was all fine. And everyone had a little laugh about it afterwards. And I uh, was like, oh, we didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so um, so there you go. We, or at least we didn't know that you could get in trouble for pulling up yeah. on the hard shoulder. And it would have been a shame, actually, for JC to have got in trouble for that. because Absolutely. He was just being a good soldier. Yeah, you find that a lot of non-drivers dismiss the rules of the road. And it's the drivers that get in trouble for it. So when you're asked to do things like that. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, that's cool. That's um, a lucky escape. I've got another one as well, just while we're here. Mm-hmm. Just because speaking of getting in trouble for doing something for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> we've got uh, one of our lads, Billy. Yes. Um, he's, a good, he's a good soldier, but sometimes he, he doesn't think things through. So, um, just one time, um, he was driving back from a York Hall show. Um, he was driving a couple of... Um, our New Japan, well, one of the wrestlers and the sponsor from New Japan Pro Wrestling, back to their hotel after one of the shows. He'd borrowed a car because he he'd thought to himself like, I'll get a more spacious car. It'd be nice for the wrestlers. So his heart was in the right place. Mm. Um, and and uh, I can only tell you his version of the story. <laughs> so he's kind of pulled up, and he's looking at. He's got, oh no, he's on. He's driving. He's got his phone on. But he's got his phone on because he's looking at the a sat-nav on his phone of where he needs to go. He obviously, the police dri- the policeman sees the, the phone on, pulls him over, you know, flashing lights again. All my stories involve police. <laughs> flashing lights again, pulls him over, and um, they said, are you using your phone? Obviously, in trouble, a lot of trouble for that, and rightfully so. And Billy was like, no, I've just got it for the sat-nav. I'm not, you know, they said we could see the glow of the phone. We're just using it for the sat-nav. The police officer's like, looks at the phone, the sat-nav's on, Billy's story matches up, whatever. Okay. And obviously, as as you do, you run the uh, particulars of the licence, you know, licence plate, registration, whatever, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they check out a licence plate against his, you know, his driving licence. They don't match up. The insurance doesn't match up. He's not insured to drive that vehicle. Oh, my God. And uh, he's like, oh, no, I, I am. My, my insurance, they... They, and bearing in mind there's a sponsor <laughs> and Katsuyori Shibata sat in the car as well and they're like it's like oh no you know my, my insurance covers me on other vehicles and they're like well this isn't showing up it does right he thought he had fully comprehensive he thought he had fully comp- yeah absolutely and, uh, and no it's not fully comprehensive is it that's not the, the term is it well fully comp yeah yeah, but that's that's a term that, that you or I would use if we're driving our own cars, right? Yeah, but then you, you but get then third party on a lot of th- fully comp insurance so policies, you're third party on any vehicle. Yeah, so he thought, yeah, but that's, that but, yeah, yeah, but that's not, sl- okay. okay, but fully comprehensive and third, having third party insurance on any vehicle aren't the same thing. It's like an added extra on a fully comprehensive insurance. That makes sense? Yeah. So it's like a top driver. up. Yes, no, I know what it is, yeah. So it is, seriously. Yeah, but my insurance policy every year is just like, I'll have it fully comp, uh, and that includes... that's included Yeah, but that's a list insurance. of what's included, Yeah, right? But, for example, I'm fully comp on my car, but I don't have third-party insurance on any other car. Oh, do you not? Okay. No, so that's what I mean. You can, have, you can be fully comprehensive without being third-party on any car. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So that's what he was. Okay. And uh, um, so as a result... His car was impounded. Where was Shabata and... <laughs> they, they had to get a lift with the police who were very understanding. 
Really? The policemen, the policemen, they dropped them off at the hotel and checked them in. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and Billy was taken off in the back of a police car. (laughs) (laughs) And he got points on his license. And um, and then the next day he had to drive his friend down to pick up his car. Because right. his car had been impounded. Oh, uh, so, okay. So there you go. Oh, so I that was the story there. And then what's even funnier <laughs> is, well, luckily for him, he did the right thing and he called me and told me as soon as it happened because I woke up and like everyone in Japan knew what had happened and thought it was hilarious that the driver <laughs> had been <laughs> carted off to jail. And oh. uh, the next time we saw him and the Japanese guys, I pointed out Billy and said, he's a bad boy. I'm sure he like, still yes. denied it. Wasn't I'm sure me. he wasn't That's me. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. wasn't me. It wasn't me. But he's a bad boy. Oh, okay. uh, you wouldn't think that for him, actually. He's a nice... He's no, a but nice I think it was, just an, it was just an honest mistake. It wasn't like a... Like I said to you, like he, he has the best intentions, but obviously he, and he had the best intentions there in getting the bigger car, but he just hadn't made sure that... His, like he'd just assumed that his his fully comprehensive insurance included third, third party. party on other cars. Yeah. So okay. There you go. Mm, interesting. Oh, okay. Well, that's too wackers there. Eh? Um. So when you told me about this, Andy, uh, I just found it. I just thought of a few little um little side stories that might either be f- slightly interesting or slightly funny. Was um. So this is British wrestling to a T. Um. It, no wait. This is British wrestling of probably the nineties through to the. 2010s was just cut every corner possible so um my first ever experience on the holiday camps was uh for phil powers who is a name some of you might remember uh, some of you probably do uh so so phil powers is driving the van phil powers approaches me at a show for scott conway and he says to me oh i need an extra body for some holiday camps on the isle of Wight next week would you be interested in doing them so me being a very keen wrestler, jumped at the chance. So the ferry port is in Portsmouth. So I was living near Portsmouth at the time. So I either met Phil in Portsmouth and we had Klondike Kate and Justin Star with us and Phil Powell. So it was only four of us going over. There was no referee or we didn't know who, you know. We You'd work, work out, out when you got there. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know any people were going to be there. So, so we get there and... Um, so, so Phil Powell's in the driver's seat. There's two passenger seats, which Justin Starr and Klondike Kate... Uh, took up so Phil Powell said to me he said listen Andy when the ticket inspector comes round just hide under the mats okay and I'm like I'm an 18 year old kid I'm just going to do as I'm told but can, can I just point out as well that that's a, that is the way that people would travel like, I don't really think it happens anymore but like a camp crew you'd have normally two people in the back of a van right oh yeah sure completely sure. illegally just lying in the oh, back of a van I remember the first time I really ever got to know Chris Roberts was in the back of a ring van <laughs> <laughs> chatting to him so um, so anyway uh, so Phil says to me oh what have you do you know when the ticket inspector comes around Andy you know duck under them mats over there so uh, so the ticket inspector arrives and I sort of do my best to sort of hide around and the ticket inspector says to Phil he goes oh Phil uh, or he says, oh, you know, how many passengers? Three. Oh, is there just three of you? Yeah, yeah, just three. And a pair of legs. Because obviously <laughs> my legs are sticking out of me. Because I didn't have time to sort of duck and hide and bury myself. It was a half-hearted effort, wasn't it? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, well, I was a bit like, oh, what if I get caught? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's more embarrassing. <laughs> I'd be more embarrassed to be the one who tried to hide. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's more embarrassing for me than so it is So you just hid badly. So I hid badly. And then, of course, they're like, no, no, it's just bags. It's just bags. So, uh, 
so somehow the ticket man, I think he probably used to it. He's, he's just, just like, like, good good go, kids. He's like, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> it's the bags! That's it, it was the bags. So, um, yeah, so on the uh, on the ferry I got. So so that was it, really. But that was just uh, an example of, of British wrestling, um, you know, in those, in those periods. It's funny as well, isn't it? Because how much would it have cost to get you on the ferry? Probably like 12 quid or something. But, like, you know, I know now, having some camps on the Isle of Wight, how expensive it is to get a van on the Isle of Wight. But that was in... That's now, do you know what I mean? Like, this is in 2002. So, uh, I don't know whether it would have been any cheaper or not back then. But, yeah, it was very much like, right, let's cut. You send people back across like, with mats over on top of them all the time, don't you? <laughs> no, it costs me bloody 12, 15 quid every time. See, so, so you say that. So, like, so that's now 12 quid, mm. right? Oh, right, Back yeah, then, do you know what I mean? Ago, it was probably, probably like, like a fiver. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. They're probably just lucky. Yeah. But it's all relative, though. It is all relative. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that 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 is just an example, and it's not a knock on Phil. If Phil hears this, I'm not knocking Phil at all. I'm just it's just, it's just a funny the way it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and, just a, and the wrestler mentality of mm. I'll just keep lying my way round it, and it'll yeah, all be okay. Yeah. And it was the more lies I tell, you know, the more truth, the more <laughs> I'll get out of it. So yeah, yeah. Because at that point, if it's like and a pair of legs, oh sorry, mate, you got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legs. But no, it's the bags, it's bags, <laughs> bags. Two little legs sticking out. So yeah. So uh, yeah, if that was you today, there'd be no bags. getting around that after leg day, would there? You'd oh no, way. Like, no, definitely, definitely legs. Legs, legs are, are, there, legs yeah. are too pumped to be a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was that one. Um, have you, you got any more, Andy? Yeah, I've got. A f- well, yeah, I've got some. Well, shall I tell the other story, which is might be amusing to some, but it might just be kind of one of those things that I might sound a bit sadistic for laughing at. Uh, we uh, actually in the back of Phil Powers' van. <laughs> Uh, on the way back from a show in Herm Bay, I believe it was, where um, Billy Wood, uh, who now runs IPW, he used to run shows with uh, a chap called Stu Allen. And he, they ran a really good show, actually, in Herm Bay. Uh, packed it out, and Phil, I believe, brought the ring. I think this is the show. Anyway, we're on the way back, and Steve Linsky had been either the referee or the, the MC for the night. And this isn't like Linsky at all. He hadn't actually eaten for hours. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're sat in the back of the van again illegally, and Linsky just goes, "Oh, I'm not feeling well at all. I'm not feeling well at all." And I'm not really—I assume this is a bio, biology sort of subject, or maybe even chemistry. I don't know. But he starts going to me, "Oh, I really need some salt. I really need some salt." I was like, "What do you mean? You need some salt?" He's like, "I need some salt. I need some ready salted crisps." And I was like, why? He goes, my whole body is starting to cramp up. And we're, in the, and we're in the back of this van, on our own. Like, and For anyone who knows Steve Linsky, um, he's had a remarkable, had a remarkable uh, transformation. Like, he looks like a different man now, doesn't he? He's oh, yeah. A, but lost a ton of weight. But I guess, would this be him at his peak? Oh, probably, yeah. A good couple of years before he had the operation. Uh, but looking at those pictures of him now, how he used to be... It's amazing how big he actually was. Yeah, and you didn't really realize. Like you don't, really, you just no. thought he was big. Sort of, it's just like the fat controller, wasn't he? Like <laughs> it was just, that was just him. You know, like you didn't think he was a big fat man or anything. You just no, you didn't at all. No, no. but no. looking back, you see oh, that he now. Was huge, yeah. yeah. So um, he needed so he, some salt. He needed some salt. He's like, I, I don't know why, but uh, again, I don't know if Lucas Aid is could be a good preventive. He kept saying, "I need some. Oh, I need some ready salted crisps, or I need a Lucas Aid." And I was just, I should have been a bit more sympathetic, but I was just laughing. 
And to be fair, it must, How have, can been, you be it must have been horrible. Because, you know, you get cramping your calves, for example, or anywhere, and it is a horrible pain. And he would have kept telling me, my whole body is cramping. My whole body is cramping. And, uh, and I don't know, well, I don't know, like, we're trying to get word to fill in the front because it's not like, it didn't have a window or like anything, you know, like, a, like a little peephole to kind of talk to the driver. It was just shut. You know, it was just like, it was, you know, there was, we banged on it and we must have tried to call him. But eventually, eventually we got him some Lucasade and a bag of crisps. And was he all right? And yeah, he was all right. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll call me this week and he'll, he'll tell me off for telling that story. But I've never seen a man in like so much pain and discomfort. And you're laughing. Oh, well, was, I'm laughing as well. I'm not like... If you, a, it was like, yeah, if you listen to this, you go, what a... Andy, you're well out of order, but it, it just the—it uh, was just—it was almost like it wasn't real. I, I don't know if I just didn't believe him or what, but it was just absurd. And he was, oh, I need some ready salty crisps. I've just never heard of that before. And he's—I think he said something to do with potassium or something like. I don't know. Was someone who knows a bit more about biology could probably tell us. So I think we've all learned you'd be the last person we wanted next to us if we were at death's door. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. um yeah, I am a caring man, honestly. But Linsky, that, that <laughs> just made me laugh, that performance. So. Did you ever like think afterwards, like, well, what if he had... I don't know. I d- it didn't really even occur to me it was that serious because, <laughs> again, it's not something I'd ever heard of. Or, you know, oh, I've got an illness. So the cure, cure for it is a bag of crisps. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't... Well, we had someone come I, to a training school once who just needed a Coke. That's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was absolutely exhausted by the warm-up, wasn't he? And yeah, yeah. so let's tell this story while we're here. And uh, we had this lad turn up. He came over from the Isle of Wight, funny enough, with his mum. And uh, with all due respect to everyone, like if you turn up with your mum, it's not really a good start. So uh, so he turns up with his mum. And he's not a kid. He's like 18, 19. You sound like one of the hearts saying about when the kids come into the uh, dungeon. There's one kid. He was quite pathetic looking at me. But his name was Timothy. He was a kid, wasn't he? <laughs> but that's but, awesome. but we, I was ready to train him and encourage him. His name was Adrian. And uh, and he came in and he did the warm up, which we we do a hundred squats. It wasn't uh, that was it was the days when we used to just run around the ring in circles and do some touch the buckles and do some some uh, squats and press ups. It wasn't anywhere near as strenuous as the rest. Uh, okay, warm up is now. So he kept collapsing on the floor, and like if you're really like over dramatic, that's a really good way of me. You're not going to get over me that way if you're trying to be like oh like if you're finding it tiring, that's one thing. But if you're trying to be like over oh I'm going to push myself, and I can see right through it. You know, you're trying to be like this sort of drama queen to it, and he was kind of putting on this performance. And he kept falling over. And he just wasn't, it wasn't for him. Or if it wasn't for him, or if he put half a bit of effort in, he could have trained himself, like everyone else has. And um, so anyway, he eventually falls out of the ring. I was like, Adrian, just get out of the ring, please. And, uh, and his voice just went, Mom, I need a Coke. Like that. And I was like, I think that's the last thing you need, Adrian. And, uh, and then he, uh, he went off with his mum. I think they said they'll be back in. Yeah, his mum was like disgusted with him, yeah, wasn't his she? Mum was she was just horrified. like, horrified. Oh, yeah. He just sits at home all day. He plays Xbox. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was the last yeah. few episodes. We're going to get him sorted out and, and he will be back. Him, bringing him back. That was like yeah. three years ago, wasn't but it? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he'll turn up tonight. You never know. You never know. And, and I hope he does because yeah. it can only be good for him. So, uh, yeah, so Adrian, I hope you're listening, mate. Yeah. Please come back. <laughs> Please come back. Yeah. I need um, a Coke. So. <laughs> back to I the travel we, we spoke so much about Coke that I'd like a Coca-Cola right now. Yeah. Um, so, um, some ready salted crisps as well. Yeah, and some uh, uh So, uh, what about this one? So, I so this involves you as well, Andy. Oh, 
so we were doing a show for Rich Price in yep. would it be Gloucester or somewhere around that region? Uh, yeah, it would have. It Rhino was on the show, wasn't he? Yeah, it's was Rhino versus Robbie Brooks. Her- Hereford. Oh, Hereford. Hereford. There we go. Which it might be around that way. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing a show in Hereford, and um, I'm refereeing on the show, and you are wrestling on the show. Yes. And you are also doing a job for Four FW. Would it be? Yes. Just it was, before. Yes. So yeah, we decided we were going to do the double essentially. Okay. So. so the plan was this. The plan was Andy was going to 4FW with which James. Is with James. It was relatively on the way. Um, so I was going to jump in their car and they were going to drop me off when they got to a certain place. Which I want to say maybe Wales. Would that be right? No, or am I lying? as far as Wales, no. Did it not be like a Cardiffy type area? What, near Swindon? Yeah. No. No, was it Swindon or was yeah, it somewhere else? Yeah, it was Swindon. It was, I oh, think okay. it's one of 4FW's regular venues. Oh, maybe I had to get a, car, a train to Cardiff. Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, well, no, like it was before. I don't know, whatever. I don't, anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't so, matter. Yeah. Doesn't, not relevant to the story. I need to yeah. I need to chill out. Right. But we were okay. going to. Uh, what? You can talk, can't you? <laughs> You're throwing a hissy fit earlier. Go on. All right. So we were going to Hereford to, yes. to, for this big show Robbie Brookside versus Rhino, your main event. Um, and uh, You know what the semi main event was? Andy Boy Simmons versus <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the Iron Lions versus the man now known now known as Dave Mastiff and Jack Storm. Okay. Yeah. The Untouchables. That's right. Yeah. Um, and my favourite promo of all time was Max Voltage and Dan Head cutting a promo where they say, "Like Dave Mastiff or Dave Morales, Jack Storm, we're about to show you just how touchable you really are." And Dan Head looks at Max and is just like. What? Max is like, you heard? Quite funny. <laughs> right, okay. It was. Yeah. Put that off online. Um, I'd love to find it, actually. It was good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, so I'm in Swindon. So you, let, you, you drop me off at the train station somewhere. I get on the train and I get the train to Hereford because I'm obviously going to do the whole show because I'm the referee. Um, and you're doing, you're, you're off to wrestle f- opening match in Swindon. Yep. Um, like you so often do the opening match. <laughs> Kidding, all yeah, right? because the opening match is just as important okay, I'm as the kidding. main event. So I'm kidding, I'm kidding, all right? right? So, Andy Boy Simmons opening match in Hereford. In Swindon, Andy Boy Quilden refereeing the opening match in Hereford, or so he thought. <laughs> I get to Hereford. Um, there's about probably half hour, three quarters of an hour before doors open for the show. Um, Rich told me when I get to Hereford to call him and he'll get someone to come and pick me up. I call him. <laughs> I'm like, hey, mate. Just got into Hereford. All right, Bart, we'll send someone to pick you up now. Cool. Sit there patiently outside the front of the station waiting. No one's coming to pick me up. It was the, I think it was like November time as well. So I, don't, not I don't remember nice. when it was. Yeah, but it was, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then he goes to me. So then I called him up again and no answer. And I text him. He's like, oh, sorry, bud. We got a bit tied up. We're just opening doors now. As soon as that's done, we'll send someone on the way to get you. <laughs> right? So I'm like, bloody hell, right? So anyway, I'm still waiting. No one's coming, <laughs> all right? I call him up again. Yeah, no, 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 someone's on their way, someone's on their way, right? Eventually, someone comes and picks me up, right? I've been waiting for about two and a half hours, <laughs> right? But I've got no choice because I'm stra- I'm in Hereford, right? Yeah. And he's telling me someone's on their way. Eventually, someone picks me up. And I said to him, I could just get a taxi to the venue or if there's public transport or if I could walk. No, no, someone's coming to get you, right? So I get to Hereford, 
someone said one of the trainees picks me up and he explains that he'd literally only just been sent to get me <laughs> so like it. you know he, he'd not been stuck in traffic and he'd not been nothing nothing was wrong do you know what I mean I was, I was literally just, just lies yeah all lies yeah. pack of lies right and I'd just been waiting there that whole time right and then I get there and the interval is just either starting or finishing right so I get there I've been all cold I've just added that for effect. Yeah. I may have been. You, you probably would I could have been, been soaking wet. I don't yeah. know. I got there and I turn around and who's strolling in the door with a big smile on his face. Almost at exactly the same time. Almost <laughs> at exactly the same time. I'd literally been there for two minutes. Andy Simmons and James Ty come <laughs> strolling into the building. I was like, I could have come with you guys to 4FW, save myself this train journey, save myself sitting outside for all this time because it would have made no difference whatsoever. So I refereed two matches <laughs> on that show. Did you referee Rhino? I refereed Rhino and Robbie Brookside. Oh, I did, yeah. So it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Um, did you get his autograph? No, but no. I, you know what I did get though? Go on. A referee shirt. Oh, did you? Yeah, which is funny because I, as anyone who listened to our Broken Promises episode knew that all I ever wanted was a new referee shirt from 1PW, which I never got. Um, but I got a, uh, a nice little... Uh, Rich Price referee shirt. I can't remember what the promotion was called. Do you remember what it's called? Uh, no. The Rich Price Wrestling League. Probably. Um, like that, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but I got a nice little referee shirt. Because uh, Rich Price and Ashley Steele, they ran it together, didn't they? That's right, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, d- I, I did a show for them about seven or eight months prior to that at the Hereford Town Hall. And they were going to have Kid Cash on the show. And Kid Cash pulled out, I think, like two days before. And... I, about six months prior to this, had done some jobs for WWE. So they're like, I know who we'll get. WWE superstar Andy Boy Simmons. Simmons. So I was like, no, I'm not coming along. It's like, you're not announcing me as a replacement. (laughs) And I can't remember whether they did or not. But anyway, that show in Hereford, they, they... the, build, the building, they were turning people away. Like, well, this, this show was rammed as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but that, that was in a bigger leisure centre. Okay, yeah. But like, you know, to, for the added expense of Rhino and then, you know, flying him in and obviously yeah. the expensive And it was way. exclusive as well. It was only working for them. For that one day. Yeah. But um, yeah, that show I did in Hereford the, the you know, few months prior, that was absolutely packed. That was actually one of the best shows I'd done up to that point on like a, you know, a non-FWA show in terms of like Wicked Atmosphere. That was a, you know, I remember that show fondly. And I missed the FWA Academy farewell show to do that wow. show. Yeah. Wow. I remember Mark. That's strong. Mark, I'm, Mark, so Mark, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, even I was there. Were I was you there, there for that, yeah. 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 So funnily enough, our friend LT Summers, he beat Mark Sawyer in the main, in the main event. event. Yeah. Yep. Did he beat him? I don't know, probably. Um, probably not, if it was Mark. Um, so, I got that referee shirt. And I refereed precisely zero shows for them after that. So it was just like... Thanks, Rich. Yeah, Yeah. for the T-shirt. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. But I, I, I miss those guys, Rich Price, Ashley Steele. They were I miss those kind of yeah. shows. Like, it was such a good little crew, and they, they might still be running shows. I'm just not involved. I don't know. But, um, Ash- yeah, as you say, Ashley, Ashley Steele. That's where T-Bone came through as well, wasn't T-Bone, it? Yeah. 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 Some, uh, some good, good guys came out of that, actually. There's probably, if we look back at the results, um, you know, I don't know if we never find them, but you look back at these names that were on these shows, they've put some of a big deal. So I, d- I did a show six or seven years ago in the Birmingham area and not all that long ago I just looked up to see who else was on the show and Pete Dunn was on the show oh really yeah just as obviously just like a young kid yeah. you know, I have no memory of that at all you know like I mean yeah so uh, look at him now 
He's on a poster I'm looking at right now, actually. So, uh, staring at you. Yeah, he's like, look, looking at me like, you ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, uh, I think I'd like to tell one last story. Okay, we are running we, short. We're, we're running short, yeah, but I'll, I'll keep it short. I have got more stories to tell, but so I just want you. Come on. There's no need to be horrible to me just because I upset your feelings earlier on. Is that? <laughs> so, do you want to hear my story or not? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. So, um, given the fact that we're headed to WrestleMania this year, I think I'll tell this story about my WrestleMania experience last year. Okay. So, I was on the way to Orlando, Florida for, um, for WrestleMania. And we obviously ran a show out there um, live in Orlando um, from, I can't remember the venue, but it was a wonderful show we did there. Um, great, great, uh, great time, really exciting. But obviously you've done a lot of traveling to get there. So we got on this plane, it's delayed. And I I got a plane, like I deliberately, I, I deliberately got a, de- so on the way there, so I, I prefer flying direct, okay, but on the way there, um, I was like, oh, I can handle having a lay- having a layover to save some money, um, and I'll fly direct home. So we flew into New York, um, where we were supposed to have a two-hour layover before flying on to Orlando. Um, now, we got on the plane. The plane was delayed, taking off for ages. And then when we got to New York, it circled round and round for a while before eventually landing leaving us no time to get our connection. So we get into New York and we obviously have to get through customs before we can get our connecting flight. And we've got about, I don't know, I'd say at the most, we've got about 20 minutes to make this flight. Now, I get straight through um, through customs and I'm traveling with referee Chris Roberts. So I get straight through and I'm like, find my bag, I grab it. And I'm like, oh, I should probably be a good friend here and wait for Chris when we get uh, and to get through customs. And I can't remember why, but he he was in a long line and I'd been able to like I think he could he wasn't able to use the electric scan like there's a finger you know, fingerprint, facial recognition, etc. He wasn't able to use that. So he had to queue up in this long line and, and wait in the customs line where there was only one person on the desk and they were seeing people really slowly. And originally they'd said like, oh, if you've got connections, you can use a fast pass. Only problem was there was no one manning the fast pass counter. Oh, no. So he had to um, he had to join the standard line. And I'm waiting for him. I'm looking at him and I'm thinking like I could leave now and get my connection. I would have got my connection because we know someone else who was on the flight who I got off. A, I got We got our bags at the same time and she went off and caught the flight we saw her later in Orlando and she's like oh yeah I managed to get that connection right so I'm stuck so I'm stood there and I'm like oh wait for Chris be a good friend right bearing in mind I might add that Chris when we got there had taken it upon himself to check in on his own and so we weren't sitting next to each other and on top of that the flight was overbooked going there so it was touch and go whether I was even going to get a seat on the plane <laughs> and Chris was like all cocky about it um, but joke was on him when he was squashed between two people on the way there but anyway I digress so um, I waited for him and we go to the he eventually comes through and he, it takes him ages and ages to come through like the flight was off the ground by the time he got through we go to the uh, the desk and we explain the situation to the lady and she's like, oh, we'll book you on another flight, don't worry. She's like, oh, there's a flight that leaves in an hour's time. 
So we're like, cool, one hour. That's good. like, you know, that's fine because that's we were expecting to wait two hours anyway. The flight got delayed. We wait an hour, easy. So we're like, we'll go and grab some food while that happens. So the flight winds up getting delayed by two hours, right? So we're three hours delayed, yeah. right? So we're like, okay, three hours. Raining really hard, really cold outside, can't go anywhere, whatever. So we go to the terminal where this flight's coming from. By the time we get there, the flight's been delayed by an additional... I got, it wound up being delayed by an additional four hours. So, no, five hours. So it was delayed by seven hours in total, <laughs> right? So it was delayed by an hour Yeah. just uh, already from its initial time. Bearing in mind, we were already two hours late getting to that airport. And we wound up being delayed by a further seven hours, right? You just sat around. We just sat around doing nothing, right? And they, uh, to say sorry, they gave us... Um, like essentially just a little plain lunch, you know, like you get the, it was like a little lunch box. Like a Capri like, Sun and a yogurt. Yeah, it started, like. they, they started off by offering everyone drinks and then when it got a bit longer, yeah. wait, they were like, oh, you can have a sandwich and a, duh, 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 <laughs> and then you can have some biscuits and whatever and you just got all these little things that you can nibble on and eat. That's all you got as way of sorry, right? We eventually get to um, Orlando in the middle of the night. Now, I'm like, at least we're going direct on the way home so we won't have to deal with this again. Right, and then it gets to go in home time. So I've made the decision because I had a show on the Wednesday um, at Celsius Bun Leisure. Um, so I've made the decision because the previous year, um, I when we went to watch the WrestleMania in Dallas for your stag do, we went to watch that show, didn't we? And uh, yeah. we we wound up the flight back was overbooked. So again, we didn't know whether we were going to get a seat on the plane, and we we're all eventually everyone apart from LT Summers, who was. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, he came with us. No, no, but he got his right. So he'd already oh, he'd got yes, his seat confirmed. Yes, yes, so he was yes. like, "All right, guys, see you later." <laughs> like, you know, he's on the plane, and we're all waiting to see if we're going to get a seat. And they were offering money for you know, if you stay at this airport, then you get however many yeah. hundreds of dollars in vouchers and airport access and whatever if you just take the next flight. That's right. And under any normal circumstances, I would have done that, but I had to get back to Selzy for a show so we landed on the Wednesday a.m. and went straight to Selzy for an a.m. to p.m. show um, so a morning show so we did that and anyway after um, after that experience I was like right I'm, I'm gonna have to miss Raw we're gonna have to forsake Raw so we can get back and do business on the Wednesday right so get to the airport on the Monday walk straight through customs everything's fine all right about to get on our flight oh it's been delayed of course it has so the flight gets delayed, and the flight gets delayed, I want to say by five hours, right? Because um, we're supposed to leave at like, I think five o'clock in the afternoon, we wound up being like 10 o'clock, right? So I'm watching, and it gets delayed and delayed, whatever, right? So I'm watching Raw, so this rubs it in, like I'm watching Raw on my, my phone, on my phone, right? Um, and I was like, I could be there right now, but <laughs> I wanted to get... But anyway, it doesn't matter because at least I'm still going to get back like mid-morning tomorrow. What, you know, like midday tomorrow rather than the morning tomorrow. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? So eventually they board us on the plane. Now they board us on the plane just as the main event of Raw is going on. Right, so you lose internet connection. So don't get to see it. It was when Finn Balor made his return. Right, so just before that happened, they boarded us onto the plane. Right now, I was like, I don't want to be messed up with um, with jet lag because obviously I've got a day between now and Selsey, so I don't want to be messed up with jet lag. So I'm going to take a sleeping pill, and it's going to make me sleep the whole flight, and then I'll be fine. Right, so take a sleeping pill, go to sleep. I wake up two and a half hours later. <laughs> I look out, and we kind of landed. 
So I'm like, well, I didn't realise it was two and a half. I've ruined it now, haven't I? But like, we're, it looks like we've landed, right? I look around me and I'm like, oh, cool. Those sleeping pills are good, weren't they? <laughs> and Chris is like, we haven't moved. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, we haven't moved. Two and a half hours sat on a plane Christ. and we haven't moved. And anyway, um, long story short, they wound up keeping us on the plane for like another 45 minutes before escorting us off the plane and saying that the plane wasn't going to take off that night. And then um, then they put us all on coaches. No one knew what was going on. Um, and they weren't giving us any information. But all they'd tell us is they wouldn't give us our bags back. Right? So we were just like, you can't have your bags back. Your bag will be waiting for you at the airport tomorrow. Right? So they escort us off the plane to the hotel without any bags, so without any wash kit or, you know, any clean clothes or anything at all. Right? And they took us to what, some hotel and... Um, and they gave us a breakfast voucher and a lunch voucher. Um, and they offered us some complimentary air miles. Right? And um, and then we had to fly back the next day. And the kicker is, there was like some guys who were on the show, like Josh Bodum as an example. He was flying back the following day. And he was going to go and watch Raw. And uh, he went and watched Raw. And his flight took off two hours before my rescheduled <laughs> flight. <laughs> and I turned up, you know, landed, went straight to Selsey, did the show. And survived, mm. but I missed Raw for nothing. I went through all of that, and that's probably my most extreme travel woe. You brought me back a box of bootios, didn't you? I brought you back, exactly, a <laughs> box of bootios. And they were just sat there in that pl- I didn't know if I was ever going to see those bootios again. <laughs> yeah, so, I wouldn't have believed you if you said, I so, bought you some bootios. I swear, I swear <laughs> I bought you some bootios. Well, they don't even exist, mate. Yeah. Delicious. Like, they like $20 they cost as well. It's a lot of money for what is essentially. Breakfast cereal, so what is yeah. essentially it's some Cheerios with some sugar chunks in, some yeah. Lucky Charms. They're nice, actually, yeah. They were quite, uh, very unhealthy, I'm sure. Oh, they yeah. were quite tasty, weren't they? Mm, I look forward to some bagels or whatever you're bringing me back this year. Um, pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. You <laughs> don't even watch the product, do you? I do, you? I'm going to get some pancakes for you. Cool. So, um, can't right. wait. Bring on the New Orleans travel. Can't wait. Uh, so, I've decided to go overboard and have two connections going to New Orleans. No, I hope I've not. Um, <laughs> Direct. So, um, let's hope so, eh? The, tra- the travel's not been booked yet, but let's hope so. We're, we're fingers crossed for direct, but let's hope that, uh, you know, there's always that wrestling promoter in me that wants to do a little bit cheaper, so uh, <laughs> probably won't be. Anyway, um, I think that wraps us up, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. I hope you're still with us. Well, I'm sure you will be. Yeah. What, was this a bad episode? No, I don't think so. Well, you seemed a, bit pesim- seemed a bit pessimistic there, oh, didn't you? Oh, it sounded like you're going to drive off and leave me here. Um, so, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Follow us on Twitter, at AQUILDEN, A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. And at Boy Simmons, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. We'll talk to you next week with another exciting topic. And if you've got any suggestions, just tweet us or email us and let us know because we've got lots of stuff we want to talk about. And like I say, you, you remind us of stuff, good stuff all the time. So keep those topic suggestions coming. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll See talk you to you next week. Next week. Laters. Bye.